Is it time to panic about Utah's quarterback situation? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including wherever you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. On today's show, we are sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions may apply. On today's show, we're going to be previewing the quarterback room and the Utah tight end room overall. And uh, in doing so, we're going to talk about obviously the big injuries that are there. And the, the biggest one to this Utah football team in general is the injury that Cam Rising is recovering from currently. And uh, the latest with Cam's thing is he has still not been cleared and is still a limited participant. So the question, is it time to panic about the Utah quarterback situation? I don't think it's time to panic. If you want to be worried about Cam not playing against Florida, I think that's absolutely fair. I think that's been fair for a while, and I am definitely starting to get more concerned about the odds of him missing the game based on the reports we continue to hear, right? Obviously, you'd love for him to be full goal, be cleared and everything like that. So, yes, I am getting definitely a little more concerned with that, that Cam is going to miss the game as this continues to drag on and go into this, as we are now basically two weeks, not even two weeks away from the Florida game. So this is where it's going to be really interesting to see what the timeline of it ends up being like. I, I definitely still think there's a chance that Cam plays against Florida. That may seem crazy, and I, the odds, like I said, the odds would definitely not favor Cam playing against Florida based on everything we've heard, but this is college football. You never know how, and also just with the recovery and everything like that, I, we don't know like where it's at in the pace. We just know what's been reported in general, but we've seen the videos of Cam throwing overall. I do still think there's a chance he's going to play. This could be an example of Kyle Whittingham, you know, just kind of keep, keeping something inside. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying it also could be like Cam could be doing a little better than Maybe we know of maybe he is a little participating in a little bit more practice. That's where all this stuff is hard because this is all shrouded in secrecy because we don't get to as media members. You don't get to go to the practice in general anyway. So we don't actually get to see what Cam is or is not doing at practice overall. So um, with Cam, I, yeah, he's pro- like I said, if you had to do the odds right now, we probably won't see Cam against Florida. But I definitely still think there's a chance. And just because it's not more likely doesn't mean, like I said, part of me still, like if I had to predict, like part of me still wants to say Cam Rising, even though the odds would not favor that prediction right now. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's time to panic about the situation. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in like 30 seconds. But I just want to say the other part about this, I think that's making people concerned is obviously what's going on with Brandon Rhodes, right? Who got hurt in the scrimmage. He's going to miss. He's not a season ender. We uh, did hear uh, Andy Ludwig clarify that. Um, but he's going to miss the first game, it sounds like. So it's coming down to Bryson and Nate. And even if Cam does miss the first game, I'm not panicking about that situation because the Florida Gators have the potential to be a good football team this year. There's a reason they're not in the top 25. They have a lot of question marks, a lot of turnover in general, just a lot of things that they're still trying to uh, figure out and get good with. And uh, yeah, still a roster that is not one of the most talented in college football in general, in terms of this is where I get clipped. And then everyone goes like JT said, their roster is not talented, even though we have all these recruits. What I mean by talent is a talented college football rod roster in terms of what they produced at the collegiate level. That's what I'm talking about. When I say talent, a roster like Utah's where you have all these guys who have accomplished a lot in college football, 
Florida's roster is not loaded with those types of players. And to me, because I think Utah does have a, a better roster in that standpoint with more talented players on it right now, not players with a higher ceiling than some of those high Florida recruits, but players that are more talented cultural players right now, players that I would rather have on. I'd rather have this group of Utah players and the Florida group of Utah players. I think you could say that about a lot of the different position groups that the Gators have overall. And I'm sure Florida fans will have a lot of fun with that comment I just made uh, right there. But uh, I feel good about this overall Utah team. And that's why I think they can win with a backup quarterback. And as to who I think that backup quarterback will be, well, thankfully we heard some or another, and this is another reason too that no one should be panicking right now is that we've heard really good reports. Uh, this all comes from Josh Furlong uh, at Utah Media Availability last week. Uh, he talked about Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson. He said they've both gotten considerably better at almost every aspect of quarterback play. Have they arrived yet? Absolutely not. But this is a much improved position group in the last week as anyone in football. That's what you'd like to hear and be encouraged about in fall camp, especially for guys like Nate Johnson, right? That are still young, that are still growing and still doing, um, just still developing as a college football quarterback in general. He's only a freshman last year, didn't get a lot of ton of, uh, just much of any game experience outside of just running the football. I don't think he, I'm not sure if he ever did a traditional drop back. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. I just know the one time that he did throw a pass, it was a, a nice design play to Logan Kendall, which was um, open, but I'm not sure if he's ever in a live game, gone through reads and all of that kind of stuff. And like I said, he might've, I know he's done it in the spring game, but obviously that's a scrimmage. It's a lot different when you're doing a real college football game. Um, but moving on from there, uh, another comment he made is that, like I said, they said they've gotten considerably better. And uh, another reason to not panic about this whole situation, if you're a Utah fan is that they've been planning for this. Ludwig said the team had been, and this comes from Josh Furlong, that the team is getting game planning for a backup quarterback since the spring. So they wouldn't be unprepared and feel like they don't have a plan. If, Something did happen with Cam and he's not available. So we still don't know the situation with Cam's health overall. But yeah, I think the favorite to start re week one right now should be Bryson Barnes based on everything we're hearing. I just think the experience factor is a is a big one, right? I think as, as high as I've been on Nate Johnson, I think Nate Johnson still has an incredibly bright bright future overall. I think he'll definitely have a chance to win this job in 24 and could eventually and could see playing time. There's a chance we could see him against Florida, right? I think in a lot of those packages and things, I would be surprised if he beat out Bryson Barnes just based on what we're hearing. Bryson has experience against college college defenses at the highest level. He's played against them, um, been scrimmaging in Utah system just for a long time, practicing it at the game experience, just experience in general. He has that over Nate. I, I expect Bryson to start if Cam is not available. And I, I think Utah, once again, can win with Bryson. Bryson's not going to put the team on his back. Utah doesn't need, Utah's really rare, very rarely needed a quarterback to put on the, put a te the team on his back overall. Look back at 21 Cam, right? Like, where's, like, Cam was very good for Utah that season, but we were talking about Devin Lloyd and all the things Britton Covey was doing too. Cam was a part of that team, but once again, like, Devin Lloyd was named Pac 12 player of the game overall and yes cam won the 23 pack 12 player of the game cam was very good but last i checked the offensive line was also very good and i'm not trying to diminish cam i'm just saying this utah football team has always won with a team they've never won because of individuals except for the usc game i would say uh and yes the individual defense still made some plays all of that but like that cam and dalton that game were like the reason utah won that game um overall but just look at the totality of utah football and their success they they win as a team it's not like a the reason usc won the heisman so much is because every week caleb williams had to go out and score 50 points in order for his team to win utah very rarely had to do that last year even in the pac-12 championship game the offense went off the defense was sensational and really had held caleb williams in check so utah can absolutely win with a guy like bryson barnes who i would say is more of a game manager right can hit some teammates if, if he's open but he's not running around buying time in the pocket uh, escaping pressure uh gonna make guys miss in general that's not bryson barnes but if the offensive line is executing if receivers get open if the run game is going bryson barnes can deliver and he, yes, he's going to miss some throws, probably make a mistake or two, but you can absolutely win with Bryson Barnes out there. And I do hope I'll say this too. If Bryson starts, I, I still, which we expect to happen if Cam doesn't play, 
get Nate Johnson on the field out there. Let him run the ball multiple times. Just the threat he offers overall. The defense will have to respect that, and he's a special athlete. So I do want to see Nate Johnson involved in this game plan. Even if Cam Rising plays, I just want to see Nate Johnson on the field. And it sounds like the coaching staff knows they need to do that as well just because he's such he's so good running the football with his legs too. And because of the threat he provides running, I, I think you could slap, catch the Gators defense potentially sleeping as well and uh, let him – you got a receiver break open, something like that, and then Nate could uh, throw it a little bit too. So just lots of problems that he presents, but it is not time to panic about the Utah quarterback situation, even if Cam doesn't play, because you have a backup quarterback who's won high level, who's won a college football game, went to Washington State and won a game, and you also got one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the Pac-12 who is a backup, I would say, overall, and a guy, Nate Johnson, who is just as electric speed. So I do not think it's time to panic. I still think Utah can beat Florida without Cam rising, and it's still going to be interesting to see because – like I said, odds Cam not playing, but I'm not going to say, oh, he's out until we actually see Bryson Barnes jogging onto the field because I, it's Cam rising, he's tough, and uh, I know he wants to get out there versus Florida. So I definitely think there's still a chance he'll play versus Florida, but uh, we'll see. Utah will be in good hands with Bryson Barnes if he's not. But Cam is going to come back at some point, and we are going to talk about what this Utah offense will look like with Cam rising and also just about the future of the Utah quarterback situation in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes situation and wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You guys can go over and add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on focus on camps with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. There are tons of qualified candidates for you guys out there, so make sure you guys head over to LinkedIn Town Solutions and check all of them out because LinkedIn jobs, they help you find those qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So just go over, post your job for free at LinkedIn linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job free terms and conditions do apply Alrighty, coming back into this one let's talk about the present and future of the utah quarterback room so i said that i that right now it seems likely that bryson barnes will start against uh against florida and uh we can talk about bryson more in a second but at some point and i expect it to be sometime in september if he does miss the season opener him being cam rising uh, Cam Rising is going to come back. And I think with the talent around him, his experience in the system, having faced everything you can face in college football, um, I still think he's set up to have a phenomenal year. And especially by the time, I, I'm very curious to see, like based on the timeline of Cam's health and recovery, if he'll ever be 100% this season in terms of, let's say he's 90 and comes back against Florida and then, or against a team, then gets banged up a little bit and then goes to like, 80 like I wonder if we'll ever see 100% cam rising but I still think like especially in November and even in like October I think we could see cam play some of the best games he's ever played as a youth just I don't know if we'll see a performance like we saw at USC last year because just that's one of the best performances we saw from a college quarterback last year and it's just hard to have those moments over and over and over again that's Heisman type stuff but I do think cam is capable of more special performances and I think some of his best games he's ever played as a Utah quarterback will come in 2023. I think Cam is accuracy and just familiarity with the system. His guys, he's going to be dialed in even more. I think, look, he's not going to have the running element as much to his game this year, but I think he's going to have an even better pocket presence, which he's already had. He's already really good at that last year. This is Cam Rising. This is one of the ESPN did their top uh, 100 college football players. This is one of the 30 best players in college football. And I don't think it's a hot take at all. I think if Cam was healthy, I could make a strong argument. He's in the top 20 to 15 and 
maybe even the top 10. I have not looked at like the full list. Like that's just me off the top of my head being like, man, that's the guys won back to back back 12 championships. I just, I don't know how many returners in college football can say they've done something like that or just have the resume that Cam Rising does. So, um, but either way, I think Cam is set up to have a good year. I think his connection with the receivers is strong. I think he provides accuracy at every field level, uh, just the toughness to be able to tuck it and run it. Even if he's never hundred percent, he will still do that in key situations. I believe um, just the pocket presence, as I mentioned, the ability to throw on the move as well. And I do think Cam could have just an incredible year in this offense with the talented receivers that are supporting us around him as well. And just and speaking of those receivers as well, um, Cole Bagley tweeted this out. Um, uh, it was a comment from Ludwig made in the media availability where he said, and that's Cole Bagley of Rivals. Um, he said both the transfer receivers had a nice showing last night in the scrimmage. As Ludwig talked about the scrimmage, counting on those guys to be key contributors. Talk about a Devon Vele, who will, of course, be the number one receiver and great development out of Money Parks, Mikey Matthews, who was here in the spring. So very productive this fall. So I, I very much so think this could be the best receiving core that cam rising has ever had with his time at the use and in fact it should be just looking at it on paper should be the best i don't know if it'll ever be the if it will be the overall best group of pass catchers because you don't get the combination of dalton kincaid and brent keithy together but an overall really well-rounded and talented receiving core could be a big boost for this team and i do think cam is going to have um, a really good year and utah's going to win some big games even if they suffer some losses earlier in the season without him i um i do think that cam is going to help this team uh, accomplish incredible things. And I think Cam's a guy. I mean, he's just one of like the dudes in college football that you would want in a close game. He's got ice in veins. You know, he can drive down the field and score a touchdown. Did he do it every time last year? No, he had games like the Oregon game. Every quarterback has not great games. Not every quarterback comes up in every big situation. Caleb Williams fell short a few times last year. Bo Nix fell short a few times last year still. And that's even games like you'd look and like, oh, they played really well overall. I could look back and say that about Cam's Florida game last year. I thought Cam overall played a pretty good game, but then turns it over on the one, right? Like just those are things that happen. But I can also look at a game like a USC money on the table, got to drive down the field, get your team in position to win. And he does it not just scoring a touchdown, but then powers in the two point conversion, just incredible stuff. And it's cam rising place. It's why he's become such a legend for Utah football fans. It's why he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football. A guy I think is a top 10 quarterback in college football because he's built for the moments. I know he'll deliver. I know we'll step up and uh, yeah, Utah is lucky that he's going to be back at least some point this season, hopefully for the Florida season opener. But uh we shall see overall. And then uh, after that, then talk about just the future of the Utah quarterback position at all. Um, I think the first guy you can mention uh, present slash future is a Bryson Barnes that we talked about in the last one, right? I I've said a lot of what I feel about Bryson Barnes. I think he's a very capable backup. Utah can win games without him, but I don't think he is. I think the guys like a Nate Johnson, like a Brandon Rose, like an Isaac Wilson when he's up here next year. I think they all have a higher ceiling and I would be surprised if Brandon Rose was this team starter uh, next year, but you never know how things going to play out, but I very much like Bryson as a backup. I think he's a really strong backup who can win you games, but I do understand why Utah would, like I said, I just, I don't think he's going to win the job next year because I think those other guys are more talented uh, than him overall. But um, I give Bryson a lot of credit and I'm a huge fan for everything he's done for this team because he's come up in some huge situations too, uh, just in general. But uh, now really look into the future. Cause as I said, Bryson, I just expect him to be the backup overall. When you're talking about first Brandon Rose, I thought he showed great um, just in the spring. He was the breakout star, right? The accuracy he showed um, and made a great impression overall. Hasn't had as strong of a fall camp before the injury. It sounded like, but I definitely think he'll have a chance at the starting job. He's a really talented quarterback who doesn't have a lot of experience. So this is where it's always gets murky but just the potential and the rave reviews he's earned to practice. That leaves me really encouraged. Then you get a guy in Nate Johnson as well, who's just one of the best athletes on this team in general. And we also know has the potential to be a dynamic quarterback made some nice throws in the spring game. I think he had an interception or two as well. So uh, just still growing and developing though, only a sophomore with this Utah football team this coming season. And he did redshirt last year. So once again, good opportunity for him to gain that val valuable experience overall. And, uh, 
I, I definitely think Nate, just because of how, how, what he's able to do as a running quarterback, I think he's a guy who could buy time if needed. He's a guy who can scramble. You can construct a very good offense around Nate Johnson's skills. And I do think the arm and the accuracy, all that stuff that we've heard that he's still working on improving. He's even made strides in the more reps he's gotten. I think that's going to continue to develop too. So I think that he's going to have a, sh a shot at the starting job next year. And uh, it's really hard to start as a true freshman for Kyle Whittingham, but man, uh, turn on Isaac Wilson against Bishop Gorman uh, last week. Watch him against Granger. I genuinely think he's going to have a shot at the job. Is he going to win it? It's I'm not the favorite, like I said, with the other stuff, but I'm not going to count him out of the race. I mean, he's just a special talent quarterback too. Look at what he can do with his legs. And uh, he is the most talented, I higher ceiling wise him and Nate are close in that regard, but man, just some of the throws that Isaac's made as well in general, I'm, I'm, really enamored with his skill set. I think there's a lot of things he could do in this Utah offense that would make it special. When you're talking about the off-platform throws, um, the ability to use his legs, as I talked about, um, just in general as well, too, and uh, really strong arm, accuracy, um, good pocket presence, pretty good footwork, too, and he's already cut down on the turn. Last year, at 16 turnovers. I think through two games, I don't know if he's had one yet. He's, he's not going to turn the ball over 16 times this year. Uh, he's just a he's a really talented quarterback who's uh, maximized the Chargers offense at the high school level to what it can be. And I think working with Andy Ludwig, the two of them could have a lot of success together, too. So that those are the three main guys in the quarterback battle that stand out to me for next year. Um, with, like I said, Bryson maybe getting just because of his familiarity, maybe he'll have a chance in it as well. And uh, we'll see how all that plays out. But the Utah quarterback position is in a really good spot to me. It's some of the most talented. There's a lot of young talent in this room, arguably as as good as it's ever been in terms of young talent wise. Um, so very optimistic about the future that each of those guys can win. And whether it's Nate Isaac or Brandon Rose next year, I feel good about all of those guys having learned it. And I think the last thing I will say, just cause I've been uh, saying a lot of like just profusively um, just praising those guys in general and like kind of discounting uh, Brandon Rose for next or Bryson Barnes for next year. I just want to remind people like this is me projecting a year from now, right? So a year when Nate has another year of experience under his belt, a year when Brandon Rose has more time to learn, watch and grow and develop. And Isaac Wilson joins the team as well. Bryson Barnes is Bryson Barnes. I think he's kind of, he's, he's what he is, right? I just don't think there's a lot of room for him to be um, a ton better over. I don't think he's going to come out there and really surprise us, but he is better than those guys right now from what we've heard, just because of his familiarity with the system and all those type of things. And that's why right now, because of his familiarity, because of his experience, because of what we've seen, I believe he's the best guy versus in the future. Once those guys get those more experience, those things that I'm projecting them to get just more familiarity with the system. That's where I think that they will be able to come in and, uh, and have a really good opportunity to start for this Utah football team, all three of them in general. So that's going to be something that's uh, interesting to monitor and watch overall. Just like it's going to be interesting to monitor and watch uh, the Utah tight end position because uh, there's some stuff going on with Brant Keithy right now. Is He's not 100% cleared either. We'll be discussing that in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn and Earn breaks down the financial topics in the fun, bite-sized, and educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn a point that occurs and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and even more. There is an age-appropriate content for a game for every member of the family who can complete, compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app. So play anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All righty, to close this one out today, let's talk some tight ends. 
Uh, first, we'll start with the news that uh, Brant Keithy has quite has uh, not quite been cleared yet overall. I believe the latest, um, as Josh Furlong said, is Brant Keithy's farther along than rising, but not an active full participant. So will Keithy play against Florida? Him, I feel even better about than Cam playing, but definitely still a question they might not. I'd be shocked. I'll say this. If Brant doesn't play in the Baylor game is the one I'd be really shocked. It definitely sounds like just based on where Cam's at in his recovery, he might miss the Baylor game. Brant sounds closer. So I definitely think we're going to see Brant against Baylor, but I guess there's a chance we might not see him against Florida. But um, either way, let's talk about Brant Keithy, right? I He's in for an unreal year. Um, the question I posed will uh, – I didn't even answer the one. Will Cam Rising have his best year in 23? 22 overall might end up being his best. I don't know. I, I think he's definitely got a chance to have in 23. So uh, I'll, I'll maybe go, yeah, I think there's a chance that Cam could play some of his best ball overall in 23. The health makes me nervous about that, but I think there's a chance Cam could have his best year. And t- to me, Keithy – because of the health, um, I think he's going to come second in yards. I do think Brock Bowers of Georgia will end up beating him out in that category, but I definitely think Cam is a sh- um, Brand is a shot to have a great year. I think Brant will go. Brant's record with uh, Utah in terms of yards is only 600 yards. I think he's easily going to go over. I think he'll go over 800 yards this year. I think that's the type of year Brant's going to have. When you look at what he showed in his growth as a route runner last year, and he was always a good route runner, but last year against Florida was really special. Um, the catch radius, the speed, overall, the ability to get in and out of his breaks. I think Brant Keithy's in for a big year. We know he's a strong blocker, too. I expect him to lead this team in receiving yards. Brant Keithy is just one of the tight ends in college football when it comes to creating separation, making plays for his team, the toughness, the yards after the catch. I'm a big Brant Keithy fan, and I think he's going to have a huge year. And he's not going to be the only Utah tight end, right? Thomas Yasmin is going to have even more electric and big plays. He averaged 23 yards a catch last year. When you look at the big play against Colorado, the big play against Arizona State, the big play... Uh, against USC in the Pac-12 championship game. There are so many moments for Thomas Yasmin. I think we'll see more consistency from him overall this coming year. And uh, that really excites me because I think he's absolutely going to ball out with his offense. I think he's going to finish, I I guess, I think he's going to finish third or fourth in receiving yards. Micah Pittman, Money Parks, Thomas Yasmin, they're all kind of fighting for that third spot because I do believe uh, Brant Keithy will be one and then Devon Bailey will be two. But I think Thomas's athleticism, I think he's going to even be a better blocker this year just because of how strong he is overall and just getting once again just another year of experience under his belt like he got last year adding more strength just another year in college football i think that'll be a big boost for boost for him in general and thomas is the, the catch radius is there we know the athleticism is there after the hurdle we saw last year against colorado and just uh, throwing guys in the open field like he did against usc so i, I definitely think that uh, thomas is in for a big season with this utah football team because uh, a lot of defenses are going to be so worried about Brant and then Devon as well they're going to leave thomas open and we know what that could do can do when he's open and has space in front of him so Expect a big year out of Thomas Yasmin. And uh, the other guy, when we're talking about just the current Utah tight end, and this kind of segues in the future as well, I, I do think it's Landon King. Landon King's a guy who is an exceptional athlete. When you are talking about a Landon King in general, you're talking about a guy who overall is 6'5", 225, and just a sophomore this coming season. And he's a guy who made some plays in the Auburn Bowl uh, or against Auburn in the Iron Bowl uh, a couple of years ago uh, in overtime. He caught a pass from, I believe it was Mac Jones, might have been some other Alabama quarterback, but like that's just how long that King has been in college. And because of the COVID year and some of the other stuff, he does have a, like three years of eligibility left. So I expect him to make some grabs this year, just his athletic profile, 
I do think he'll be able to make some plays with that speed. I just think in the tight end, it's going to be a mismatch for some of the guys that are trying to cover him overall and uh, just the explosiveness he could provide from that position. I expect him to have a good year, finish third in the tight end room in receiving. Chance he could beat out Yasmin, I think, uh, in terms of receiving yards, but I do expect Yasmin to beat him there. And then next year, I think he's the guy in this tight end room. I really do think this is Landon King's uh, room overall in terms of he'll be the leader in it just because adding more strength, more experience in the system. We've always seen guys, the longer they're in this system, get better in general. And I think that'll be the case with uh, with Landon King overall. I think he's going to have a big 2024 and still make some nice plays in 23. I, ex- I think he's a guy who's going to have somewhere in between like 200 to 400 yards, though, maybe even 200 to 500, somewhere in that range. But um, just a guy capable of making plays. And uh, if, if something unfortunate happens um, and there's injuries in the tight end room, I feel confident in the King's ability to step up overall. Some of the tight ends that I think will play a role in this team, not just um, this year, but maybe in the future as well, is uh, another guy in general that I think could do some things is Dolan Bentley, who comes in, for, transfers in from Snow College. We heard some good things about him in camp overall. Noah Benny is another guy who's making grabs in spring ball. CJ Jacobson, just a freshman this year, but a year of experience. Um, when you talk about those three and you pair them with King, this tight end room is going to continue. Utah's been the place for tight ends as of recent years, right? With what Brandt has done and what Dalton just did. I think that's going to continue with these guys. I think a lot of higher power profile recruits tight end wise are going to want to continue to join this program as well. So we've been looking down the long-term future of that. I have a lot of confidence that it's going to be good. And uh, yeah, I, I really believe in this group. I think Fred Winningham jr. Is the best tight end coach in the nation. And I think he's going to continue bringing talented guys to work with that are going to want to work with him. And they're just going to thrive in this system because the tight ends that Utah continues to bring in, they do a great job creating that separation, making plays after the catch shifty in the open field um, and earn the quarterback's trust. And, I think all of those guys, when you're talking about Bentley, Jacobson, and then as well as Benny, I think they're all capable of doing that. And they're all really strong blockers, too. You know, you have to do that to play in this Utah system. And uh, I think they're all capable of doing that. So very excited about the present and future of the Utah tight end room overall. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So that is going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes. We appreciate you for joining us. Uh, let me know in the comments. What do you guys think about of the YouTube comments or as well as on Apple Podcasts? You guys can give a review, rate and review, five stars. Um, all of that greatly appreciated, but um, just comment. And you can comment under my social media posts as well. What do you guys think about the quarterback situation? Do you think it's going to be Bryson? Do you still think Cam is going to be able to make it out there and end up starting? Is Brant Keithy going to play early? Which tight end are you most excited to see? All those things I would love to hear. And uh, we'll be back with you on tomorrow's show as we're going to be talking about Utah going to the Big 12. I know it's that's been big news for a while now, but uh, I got a special little wrinkle on it and twist we're going to be talking about on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Needs because it's our last time to look ahead to the future future in terms of 2024 before we really lock in fully on 23 because the season is almost here. Literally, this was the final weekend without college football of the entire year itself. Exciting stuff. And as it inches closer and closer to the Florida game, make sure you guys stay with us here at Lockdown Utes because we are going to continue to talk about all things Utah football. And we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday.